the object of Taxi Chronicles to sell our real riders with real stories, share their experience and enhance your life. So sit back and enjoy the journey. Good morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have a lovely lady. She's into the yoga, she's into writing, she's into nutrition. Without further ado, I must introduce Gabby. And she's not Australian. She, she's actually English, even though I thought she was Australian. Nice to have you here today, Gabby. Nice to be here. <laughs> so tell us, what, let's, we'll start off with the yoga. Mm. Why yoga? So, I got into yoga when I was maybe like 15 or 16. I kind of started practicing very reluctantly. I was very much like into the gym life. And yeah, it just really helped mentally with a lot of like food relationship and body relationship thing. And I found it to yeah be really helpful for just my mental health overall. You say you got into it reluctantly. Mm. What was the drive? What was the force that was pushing you? It was my sister. <laughs> she kind of dragged me to my first yoga class, kicking and screaming. And I very much felt at the time that yoga was like very like airy fairy and like not like it wasn't what I was used to in terms of like being at the gym and like pulling like doing pull ups and. You like, doing pull ups? Yeah. Was you a CrossFit girl? I was. Yeah, oh, okay. that was my main main machine. <laughs> okay. You don't look that, but mind you, your shape may have changed over time. Has done a bit. Okay. So was that your older sister, younger sister? Older sister. Oh, so yeah. you had to listen. Yeah, had to listen. And then after a few, she like kept dragging me to a few, and then after a while, started to give in and you know accept that I was really enjoying it. <laughs> what was the catalyst that you realised that this is actually for me? What was the thing that happened that I, moment? I think there's so many like empty spaces when practicing yoga when there's just a lot of silence and you kind of just have to get used to sitting with your thoughts and sitting in that silence and not focusing on distraction and I found that to be very like the meditation aspect I found to be quite helpful. Mm -hmm. Do you find that there was a see we spoke about the silence I've done yoga before Mm -hmm. and I found well, I did it in Kenya, and it was like doing hot yoga. So we was on Mombasa on, on the coast. Mm. And um, that was a great experience, but at the same time, it was really slow. It was like, that's a deafening or eerie, just emptiness. What goes through your mind when there's just nothing? I think now I try to focus on, like, just developing meditation skills. So if, you know, we're sitting in silence or like holding a pose for a while, just trying to bring my focus to my breathing, trying to bring my focus to my body and the stretch itself. Yeah, just like trying to refocus the mind essentially. So would that be to say that you kind of go into thinking about how you breathe, thinking about what the oxygen does, think of it how it travels around the cells and all of that kind of thing? Exactly, yeah. So it's very much trying to trying to bring the focus to the breath and noticing each inhale and where that breath is landing in the body. So noticing like movement in the chest, in the stomach, around the back. And then yeah, just kind of holding, holding your focus there. And some days it's easier than others. I mean like we, you know, everyone has different things going on at different times of their life. And so some days that meditation aspect of yoga is easier than others. That's an interesting one. I used to train doing boxing when I was in Kenya and stuff like that and 
one day there was a relationship issue going on. My mind wasn't with it. How do you manage to focus? When uh, there's yeah, when you've got some of... dilemma, mm. those kind of things. How do you manage to focus? Because we, think... we called it a day that day. We, the guys have listened to go away, sort yourself out. Mm. So how do you manage? I think in those on those days where like you know there's just a lot of other things going on, like the mind is busy, just approaching it, appro approaching the practice itself with a lot of self compassion. So if when the mind does start to wonder, which is totally natural, like we can never turn off our thoughts because constantly thinking even when we're fast asleep and so whenever that does happen and start to lose that focus and starting to think about other things once you catch yourself in that thought I think it's easy to become frustrated by that and to think mm -hmm. like oh I'm not meditating I'm not in this moment but actually every single time that we catch ourselves in thought that is meditation and that's the moment where we can be like okay great i'm going to refocus on the breath even if i can only focus on my breath for one inhale and then my mind starts to wonder again mm. that's like that's so, kind of like the practice so it's like pumping weights you don't get big overnight you do a bit more every time and then you, before you know it your body's changing for sure okay. for sure you said you've been doing it from the age of 16 how many years is that now i'm 26 so it's been a decade Okay. I've been teaching for the past two, three years. I started teaching at the beginning of the lockdown or beginning of the pandemic during the first lockdown, mm. teaching online. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, when things started to open again, started to see more clients in person and now I'm teaching in a studio. Mm. What made you want to go into teaching? Um, I think I was practicing for so long and I've always been really interested in health and wellness, nutrition as well. And so, yeah, it just seemed like a natural direction for me. I, I dropped out of music uni and started working in digital marketing, really wasn't enjoying it, ended up going traveling to kind of find myself, mm -hmm. <laughs> the stereotype. And then, yeah, that's kind of when I decided I can be a yoga teacher and work in the health and wellness industry. Okay. I know there's different kinds of yoga. I, I heard there's a, a something called a shange or something, a shange? Ashtanga. Ashtanga, yeah. where you, kind of really balancing in some real kind of ninja positions yeah. what, what, what can you tell us what are the different kind of forms of yoga and what one did you choose and why sure so there are there are so many different types of yoga the traditional yoga i believe would be hatha yoga in hatha yoga you really hold each posture for a few breaths and so you're really focused on um, on form on your breathing on the meditative aspects of the practice and then there's practices like vinyasa flow, which are a lot faster. It's a lot more about um, strength building and um, you kind of move with every breath. So each inhale you come up and each exhale you come down typically. So that one's much more fast paced. And then there are practices like restorative yoga, which is very much not so focused on deep stretching, but rather focused on practicing relaxation techniques. And then yin yoga, which is holding postures for anywhere between, I believe it's four and seven minutes. Yeah. And so you kind of... It's a long uh, time, man. Long time. That one's really intense, actually, yin yoga. It's great. Um, that one would be like advised for someone who, whose goal is to um, increase their flexibility. Yin yoga would be ideal. Whereas if someone's wanting to you know, get a bit more of a workout in, vinyasa could be ideal. The faster one. 
Yeah. Okay. You see with that yoga where it's four to seven minutes, is that the one where they put knives through themselves? Ooh. Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't heard of that one. Okay, there's maybe I'm getting it all mixed up and you can feel free to clarify. There's in India, was it India? One of those kind of areas of the world, they kind of meditate that they can put knives through their bodies. You know, like those Buddhist, no, I'm not sure if they're Buddhist monks or Hindu monks mm. or whatever. They can, they're really good at yoga and they do all this stuff, put knives through their mouth and through their. But you've never seen it before? I've never seen it, but I have heard of something similar where, and I don't know the, I, I can't remember the full story, but I have heard of, I believe it's monks who were like meditating a lot and they were kind of able to, they were able to keep their body temperatures stable in freezing cold, in a freezing uh -huh. cold environment just through like uh -huh. the meditation practice that they were doing. Uh -huh. So I think there's a lot, a lot that can be achieved with like a very consistent practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a man who's on social media who's done that before. He had a wife with like eight kids and then she died. And then he talks about how, what do you do when your wife leaves you with eight kids mm. after she dies and you love her? You go and climb Mount Everest in your boxer shorts. <laughs> You've got to go up the mountain in those boxer shorts. That's one way of doing it. Yeah, but he teaches people how to control their body temperature just mm. like that when did you realize that you were an expert I don't know that I would call myself an expert to be honest like you're better than me <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with yoga I think that part of my personal like journey with yoga because of when I got into it I was very much into like being in the gym and really pushing myself like too far and so when I started practicing yoga, I was kind of practicing in a way that wasn't necessarily healthy because I was, I kind of thought that I could do more than I could. I thought that I was at a higher level than I was. And so I was practicing in a way that was very ego driven and not entirely safe. And actually that kind of accumulated when I started doing my yoga teacher training on day three out of a month of teaching, out of a month of training. I actually got quite a serious injury in my in my spine, two slip discs, which was actually an accumulation of, of practicing with ego and in an unsafe way for so long. So that's very much kind of guided how I teach now. I'm very much like people should always practice within their ability and like consistency and patience is important. And if we have a goal to be able to do a certain pose, then like the, the desire behind that is important to kind of confront because once we achieve that posture what's next and what would be different and what does that change mm -hmm. there's always something to learn and always like ways that we can mm -hmm. improve our practice so I think that in terms of like being an expert we're always like learning and different mm -hmm. ways of practicing I think that's where like someone could be an expert is someone who's just mm -hmm. keeping up with the new research and new methods and that's interesting. What springs to mind there, what you're speaking about, is having your mind, body, and spirit all in sync. Mm. Because then, if your mind and body is all in sync, then there's no ego. Yeah, yeah. That's you very much, I mean? yeah. I think that's such a cool thing about yoga. That's something that I really appreciate about yoga, is all of those things combined. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. makes for a healthy, 
I don't know. I, th I think it can make for a, for a healthy mindset around body image and all sorts. But then again, you know, everyone is different and, you know, yoga can work for some people just like cycling can work for others and going on jogs and runs and mm. I think it's important for everyone to, mm. you know, find what works for them. Do you ever mix up the training with your old CrossFit? I don't really. Sometimes like if I'm traveling and access to a gym, maybe I'll go on the on the CrossFit for a little bit or try out different different machines. I'm trying to like kind of expand into different exercise classes though. I started doing hip hop dance last year. I did like four classes and I thought that I would be like okay at it because of the yoga. I thought, oh maybe, maybe I'll be alright at it. And well, I, I really wasn't. Very lanky and awkward. Yeah, yeah. It's a question about your rhythm, I would have thought. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Nice to be out of my comfort zone though. Yeah, but that's what it's all about. And you're, you're doing that when you move from your CrossFit to the yoga. Even yeah. Though, yeah, you dragged out of it, but yeah, that works. So, what would be your words of wisdom to somebody who wants to start yoga? I would say if you've never done yoga before, looking for a, for specifically a beginner's class is actually quite important, I would say. There's a lot of, of things like the form in yoga is, is really quite important to be able to have a safe practice. The way that we, because we're on our hands a lot, the way that we press our hands into the mat is very important to protect the wrists mm -hmm. and the way that we bend the knees just yeah, there's a lot of form elements that are important and going to a beginner's class that would be where people can really learn the basics of, mm -hmm. of certain postures mm -hmm. that's good there's a warrior pose in yoga yeah now I always put yoga down to a battle thing a battle like technique is mm. for you know, whether it's is it monks or Buddhists with yoga Hindus or? I believe it originated in India, hmm. but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Is it a warrior, you know like many sports and many activities are all about combat mm. and then it's kind of derived, it's kind of expanded that we, do, we kind of push the combat thing element back. Mm. Is, is yoga like that today? I think certain practices are, maybe like Ashtanga yoga is actually, the, it's, it's always going to be the same. They have the same poses, the same sequence, and that one's a very much strength building and also flexibility, but very, very focused on, on the strength element. Mm. Have you ever seen any big people at yoga, like instructing sure. yoga? So I've never seen it. It's always skinny people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely seen bigger, bigger people practicing and teaching. Yeah, I, I mean, yoga, honestly, I, I, I truly do believe that yoga is for, for everyone. Obviously, there are certain, like, health conditions that, that may make mm. the practice need to be conducted in a safer mm. way, like a more considerate way. But yeah, yoga very much for everyone. Pilates or yoga and why? Look at that smile. I've done a little bit of Pilates before and I do enjoy it. I'd say that Pilates is a lot more, like, it's a lot more nuanced on very particular muscles and it's muscles that like I didn't even know exist <laughs> like if I come out of a Pilates class I've I've thought in the past like oh I don't, I don't really know that I've done much in that and then the next day I can't walk <laughs> okay so it feels a bit more like 
is very specific on like a certain area of the body that you're, that we're focusing on. Mm -hmm. And I could be wrong, actually. You know, I've, I've only been to a handful of, of Pilates classes in my time. That being said, what does the future hold for you? I'd like to continue teaching and continue working in the health and wellness sector. I'm just really, yeah, just, I can, I can see myself teaching yoga like pretty much forever. Something that I really enjoy doing and maybe like developing my practice. So doing more trainings, I'd love to do a prenatal yoga training and yeah, like a yin yoga training there's so many so many teacher trainings to do with yoga what are the benefits of yoga Ooh. i think it depends on the individual's goals and why they're practicing but there can be there can be many i mean research has shown that it can be really beneficial for mental health um, and that's a lot to do with the breathing aspect where if we're if we're intentionally breathing hmm, so basically, we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest, and then we have our um, sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight. And when we're stressed, our breathing might be quite short and rapid because that's what's required to be able to react to the stress that we're experiencing. Whereas if we're relaxed, then our breathing is much slower and, more, and much deeper. So when we actually take time to intentionally breathe and slow down the breath, we're kind of tricking the body into believing it is in a state of rest and digest. So it's able to come into that state. Mm -hmm. If we take long, deep, intentional breaths, it sends messages to the fear receptors of the brain to activate that parasympathetic response. So that aspect of yoga can definitely be very beneficial for mental health. It's been shown to be beneficial for health overall. It can reduce blood pressure, can improve strength and mobility. Yeah, mm -hmm. lots of benefits. Where can people find you? So I'm Whole Health Gabby. Gabby spelled G-A-B-I-E. You can find me on YouTube, on Instagram. And Whole Health, is that with a W-H? W-H, exactly. Okay, and your um, Instagram and Instagram and YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, Instagram, whole health underscore Gabby, G-A-B-I-E. Okay, that's good. Well, thanks a lot for that, and we wish you well. Thank you so much. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day, as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.